Los Angeles 2028 Chair Casey Wasserman. He's our guest today in this edition of ATR Radio. I'm Around the Rings editor, Ed Hula. A year ago, the Rio de Janeiro Olympics were in their opening days. Among the visitors to the Olympic City were teams from the four cities seeking the 2024 Olympics, Budapest, Rome, Paris, and Los Angeles. The contest today, as the finish line approaches a month away, is substantially different. Only Paris and Los Angeles remain, after Rome and Budapest could not secure government support. But that's only half the story. With the IOC vote six weeks away, the uncertainty of the outcome has been eliminated with a plan now in place to choose Paris for 2024 and Los Angeles for 2028. It's a grand experiment by the IOC to seize the moment, securing two top-notch cities to host the Olympics and avoid slogging through another bid process with cities dropping out in the face of public opposition. Los Angeles took a big step towards making that happen last week with its declaration that it would be willing to host the 2028 Olympics, allowing Paris to claim 2024. Casey Wasserman has chaired the Los Angeles campaign since it began two years ago, taking time away from his Wasserman Media Group to pilot the bid as a volunteer. He's traveled the world to spread the word about Los Angeles 2024, But now the story is about L.A. 2028, and he joins us today. Welcome to ATR Radio, Casey Wasserman. Thanks, Ed. Always good to be with you. Did you have an inkling that something like this would happen in Rio last year when you were there with Rome, Budapest, and uh, and Paris? Uh, I would say uh, inkling would be a strong word, but certainly, you know, as, as the playing field uh, continued to evolve after Rio. Uh, it was an idea we started to think about and an idea that started to gain some traction publicly. And uh, obviously, once uh, Budapest dropped out and you were left with two remaining cities, uh, it became uh, a much more viable option with many less complications than if you had to ask cities to drop out or, or some version of that. So all the time you were saying the focus was on 2024, still in the back of your, your mind and other people's minds was the idea that this uh, race might change into a different dynamic. Well, look, I mean, uh, it, it would have been foolish to have it be anything other than the back of our minds because uh, what what has just happened is unprecedented in, uh, in Olympic bidding history, and to count on something unprecedented happening would have been a, a great mistake by us as a bid city. Uh, we felt confident in our plans. We felt confident in our bid. Uh, we had like great momentum and great opportunities in front of us and we were prepared to go to the, the finish line for 2024. Um, but in the end, uh, uh, after July 11th and the IOC made it official that they were going to pick two cities, um, uh, it was our job and, and as financial stewards of the bid, uh, to take a deep look at that opportunity. And now that LA has agreed to 2028, it's more than like just crossing out the date in the documents and uh, putting in 2028. Um, you had a meeting Friday with members of the L.A. City Council, you and Mayor Garcetti. What did you accomplish? Well, it was our first uh, meeting with the ad hoc uh, ad hoc committee that had been set up when this process started a couple of years ago, as you said, and, uh, you know, updating them on our plans. And, and, look, the good thing is our plan does not change uh, for 2028. Uh, so simple adjustments uh, um, um, to 
So the budget is based on inflation or are pretty straightforward, but no venue changes, no no other changes, literally none. And I think that's evidenced by the IOC taking the unprecedented step again of saying that we don't even need an evaluation commission meeting that this will happen as a phone call because the, the edits are small. We will deliver all the guarantees required uh, to the IOC. Uh, we hope that the city council will approve uh, the 2028 host city contract, uh, and we look forward to uh, the opportunity in Lima. A skeptic say, well, you've got another four years to deal with in the, in the forecast. It's hard to predict what exactly the world is going to be like tomorrow as much as 11 years from now. Um, isn't this an element of, of, of risk for what has been a, a no-risk bid, as you, as you said? Well, I, I'm not sure that there's uh, substantially more risk in trying to predict the world seven years or 11 years from now. Uh, you could argue that there's economic uh, cost to four more years, and, and very clearly the IOC has, uh, has uh, given us the financial wherewithal to fund that four years. Um, so there's a, it's a total net negative, obviously, um, from a financial standpoint for, for LA28, and obviously uh, we're all, frankly, uh, struggle to predict the future. Our job is to uh, focus on the present and, and operate to the best of our abilities, and uh, we look forward to doing that. Is, is there any kind of escape clause for Los Angeles if things you know, fall apart in the next few years? No, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not betting on L.A. falling apart in, in the next few years or in the next uh, few decades, let, let alone. Yeah. Uh, negotiations with the IOC uh, that, that took place over the past few weeks, uh, you talked about the um, financial incentives. You know, these have been, I think, somewhat misreported by other other publications which have, you know, said that you're getting more money as a result of this from the IOC. Can you uh, explain how it works uh, with the, first of all, the advance that you're getting uh, to help fund the early days of the bid committee, or the organizing committee, rather? Right, so the advance is, uh, is an advance against uh, uh, what they would uh, pay us from their uh, broadcast distribution, uh, and certainly that helps us finance the first five years of this bid, which is really the unique nature of uh, an 11-year process is the extra four years of operating. And our view was you couldn't just be quiet for four years and, and wake up to, in four years and do a seven-year seven year OCOG cycle. We needed to be present and relevant. Uh, for the entirety of the time that we're leading up to hosting them with the games in 2028. And so the IOC was uh, uh, understood that and worked with us to create this result. That's not extra money on top of what you were scheduled to receive. That's That, that is not extra money, correct. There is a value from not having to uh, finance and borrow against future distributions, but uh, that alone in itself is not extra money, correct. $180 million, is that enough to fund an organizing committee, uh, a quiet organizing committee for four years? Without question. Yeah. Anything else that you got from the IOC as, as part of this? Uh, the, uh, the, the situation with the potential surplus for, for Los Angeles, if you run your business uh, well, if you gather enough sponsors, uh, what happens with the with the the money that's in excess of your operating costs? So the IOC um, um, has agreed to uh, forego their twenty percent profit participation. That all returns to the OCOG, uh, and so uh, it's another example of of the IOC uh, investing uh, in the future of Los Angeles, and we're proud of that. Uh, and while we're just carrying it today, a contingency 
our job will be to, to really focus on delivering uh, a profitable games. Obviously, you can't be profitable until the games are over. So we're taking the most conservative approach to, uh, to that in terms of budgeting. Uh, and that's an important, uh, important piece of the puzzle. Uh, and the IOC uh, is to be commended for, for thinking about L.A. as a partner to the Olympic movement for years to come. Now, you've been in touch, presumably, with other stakeholders. Uh, big one I can think of right now, UCLA site of the Olympic Village, USC, the, the uh, main press center and, and media housing there. They're all on board with this change. All, all on board. All stakeholders have been incredibly supportive and uh, highly engaged in this dialogue and uh, are all very supportive. And as I said, you know, we're going to deliver a plan for 2028 uh, that will show no changes. What, will, what does Los Angeles need to do in the coming weeks here so the you're ready for the IOC to move ahead with the double selection in Lima in September? So obviously uh, um, uh, the biggest single thing we're focused on uh, is uh, city council approval of the, the 2028 host city contract, uh, which is uh, today slated for next Friday. Um, and we'll work with the council in the meantime to, to answer any questions they may have and, and deal with any concerns they may have. Uh, on a parallel track, we're handling all the guarantees required um, for the IOC to uh, complete our submission and uh, have a successful uh, day September 13th in Lima. Uh, anything you have to do with the uh, California state legislature or at the federal level on this? Federal level, for sure. Uh, they will uh, adjust those guarantees to apply to 2028. That's in process and, frankly, almost completed. Um, state legislature will uh, uh, submit letters of, uh, of assurances that they will, as soon as their legislate, legislative session reopens, uh, adjust, their, uh, adjust their bill for 2028 as well. So. Yeah, the, the, by the time 2028 rolls around, uh, Mayor Garcetti won't be in that office anymore. There'll be a different uh, U.S. president. Uh, any concerns about how the, the changing politics in the years ahead might uh, affect what you're trying to plan for 2028? No, we've uh, obviously the mayor wouldn't be mayor in 2024 either, so uh, those are those are facts that don't change much. Uh, look, we've created a memorandum of understanding with the city of Los Angeles, who's our primary partner in this effort, uh, that, that governs our, our interactions, and we're very uh, proud to have them as our partner and thrilled with the transparency and engagement that we will have on a continuing basis. Uh, but it's also one of the unique features of being a private bid, uh, a privately funded, privately operated bid, allows us to do our job consistently and relentlessly for the next 11 years uh, and not be subject to being a political football, if you will. Um, uh, the politicians and the city council of Los Angeles and the, the city of Los Angeles are our most important partner. Uh, they are committed to our effort. Uh, we have outlined um, the way we will engage with them. And so that that's not dependent on a politician. We think that's important. That stability and that consistency uh, is what I think will help us produce a successful result. In the past few months, a, a No Olympics group has formed in Los Angeles, and they're raising questions about the bid. Uh, two issues stand out. They're worried about displacement of persons as a result of the games, and they're also concerned that money that will be spent on the Olympics, resources on the Olympics, could be better applied to housing needs or other uh, human human needs in uh, in in Los Angeles. Uh, what's good, what, what do you what do you say to this group? Are, are you going to work with them in the future? Are you Happy to hear Look, from we're, you. 
Yeah, we're we're happy to um, listen to anybody who may have concerns or challenges, but I, I tend to believe that the facts matter. And I'm not sure how you could argue that displacement's an issue when we're using existing venues for their existing use. Uh, it sort of doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, we're using uh, stadiums that are used for those purposes today, universities that are used for those purposes today, public beaches or public parks that are used for those purposes today. And so when you're not building anything uh, and you're using existing venues for their existing purposes, displacement uh, isn't an issue. Uh, and, and the second piece is, again, we're a privately funded, privately operated uh, enterprise that is uh, with a contractual relationship with the city of Los Angeles. And uh, so, you know, we think the city of Los Angeles is, is best suited to do what they do, which is deal with the challenges and opportunities that every big city in the world faces today. And uh, we have the greatest confidence that, uh, whoever's the mayor and whoever the city council members are, the ones we have today are spectacular, and the ones we'll have in the future, I have no doubt, will be equally uh, as as great. And and their job is to deal with those challenges. That's not our job. Our job is to produce and execute and deliver a world-class Olympic Games in the most financially responsible way. There's there's still an impression that you're going to have the Olympics. There's still going to be a drain on on city resources, on uh, city funding, or even state funding. Uh, is that a legitimate concern? Uh, well, look, our job is to run a fiscally responsible games. Uh, but again, uh, you know, when you've got the the most knowledgeable, uh, most vocal critics of the economics of the games predicting we're going to have a significant surplus far beyond what we would say, uh, we feel pretty good about our plan. Uh, we've eliminated uh, as much of the risk as possible. Obviously, nothing in life is risk-free. Uh, and we've got the ro- most robust sports market in the world, and we think that that proves a very compelling combination based on ground-up budgeting that are very conservative numbers, both on the cost and the revenue side. Uh, and so, you know, that's that's our job, that's our mandate, and that's what we will deliver. Yeah, how do you maintain the enthusiasm for 2028? The people, obviously, from your public opinion polling, other polling suggests that there's a pretty strong support for the Olympics in Los Angeles. What do you need to do to keep it going for another four years to 2028? Well, there is uh, the LMU poll that was released this past week showed 83% approval for uh, 2028, which is extraordinary and something we're very proud of. And, you know, our job is not to maintain um, a high level either for seven or 11 years. Those are both uh, difficult things, but you know, it's a, it's an opportunity to stay relentlessly engaged with the community uh, to show our commitment to the city of Los Angeles and the surrounding communities, and at the proper times to elevate the excitement and the awareness, and then at other times, um, you know, to be much more uh, focused on on the, on our community efforts. And so, with any kind of thing, whether it's a, a, an NBA team who has its ups and downs through a season or a cycle of a of a calendar year, or an Olympic bid that will go for 11 years, um, you know, it's not practical to stay at the highest level of presence for, for seven years or for 12 months. Uh, and our job is to uh, maximize the opportunities to create excitement and engagement and to stay consistent over a long period of time. And what do you expect your role to be as you move forward with an organizing committee? Uh, you know, when this process started, I gave both the city council and the mayor my commitment that I would stay on uh, through the end of the process. So whether that process would have ended September 13th, uh, or in this case, if it... Uh, through the through the through the uh, end of, of the 2028 game cycle, whenever that may end, 
I'll stay in my role as chairman, and I'm uh, proud and honored to be in that role. Yeah, you've checked this out with the family and all that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no question. We've all uh, we've all done the math of how old we'll be in uh, 2028 for sure. Ed. Well, an organizing committee is supposed to form about five months within five months after the host city contract is signed. I guess that will be n- next month if everything goes according to the plan. Uh, what will that organizing committee like uh, be like? What will your uh, staff for the initial uh, organizing committee be like? Our, our staff for the OCOG will look uh, incredibly similar to the staff for the bid. Obviously, there'll be uh, changes in structure because it requires uh, a different structure than bidding. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we've got an incredible team of people who, without this, wouldn't have happened. Uh, and we're proud to be able to go forward with them in uh, uh, in, a, in an OCOG phase. Yeah, would you figure it's going to be a, a couple of dozen people, a dozen people? Uh, any any yeah, I sense? Would say, for... I would say I would say day one probably plus or minus twenty, um, and obviously it will grow uh, grow from there. And you'll need new offices and things like that. We're working through all of that right now, so uh, stay tuned. Yeah, what kind of work would this group do in the early years? You've got Tokyo, Beijing, Paris still ahead, so you really can't steal the the spotlight, the thunder from these. Uh, cities ahead of time no but there's lots of work to do and lots of opportunities to be created and uh obviously uh we're going to look forward to that so it's uh it's an exciting exciting to be able to plan to host an olympic game something uh uh an american city hasn't done for the summer games in a long time and what kind of delegation will you take to lima it's uh Uh, i think both both cities will take a reduced delegation in an effort to uh um you know, manage costs and, and sort of recognize the changing opportunity that's going to be presented in, in Lima. Um, it'll still be a significant number, but far less than we would have planned otherwise. And, uh, you know, our job will be to uh, do our business down there and uh, hopefully come home and celebrate in Los Angeles when we return with the, as big an audience as possible. Yeah, but the pressure is off for Lima. You don't have to worry about will we win or will we not you have another you have a long term objective now you've essentially won the games if everything does come together in in Lima. You feel a sense of relief that uh, that part is over no uh, I mean sure in in theory, but you know look uh um, uh celebrating success is not my thing so uh uh, first of all, it's not over till uh, till it's an official vote on September 13th, and that's a significant moment for us. And then uh, maybe uh, a couple days to smile, and then uh, we have a big task ahead, and we should be uh, focused on that. You know, there is uh, uh, no time uh, to relax, and I'm pretty sure that the one thing we can't get more of is time in this effort. So every day we don't start on our job of delivering the greatest games possible in 2028 is a day we've lost forever. No other city that will host the Olympic Games has had such a lead time before the final deadlines. Um, you ought to be able to have a you have a great opportunity here. I would I would think to really make them extraordinary Olympics. No question. Uh, we've been consistent that uh, we thought we've always thought whether it was twenty four or twenty eight that the two things we would have uniquely amongst other OCOGs are time and money, and that allows us to focus on many of the things we've been talking about in terms of delivering the greatest games possible, not in terms of uh, delivering the greatest construction project possible. The, the the cheapest thing that you have in your hand when you start out doing this is time, and uh, uh, I guess you try to make the most of it. 
the hard yards yep, are. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm certain that the uh, opening ceremonies will happen whether we're ready or not. So our job is to make sure we're ready. <laughs> the hard yards may just be starting here. All right, Casey Wasserman, thanks very much for joining us today on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. Good luck to you in LA 2028. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it, and uh, I'll see you on the circuit. We'll be there.